0: Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 19. Listen again for the word of the Lord. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards away. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these? Peter said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to Peter the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt. Because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. With spring comes spring cleaning. A few weekends ago, I wound up in the back of my garage sorting through piles and piles of stuff. And I came across our stroller. Now, I bought the stroller right before my oldest was born, and for years, we took it on every single trip. It's been to the beach, to the zoo, to the aquarium. It's been to weddings and funerals. But for the last two years, that stroller has sat unused, gathering dust in the corner of our garage. My children no longer need it. And although I know all of this, it was still hard to pack that stroller into my car to give it to someone who could use it. It feels like more than just giving something away. It's putting aside a part of my identity. Shedding the stroller is like shedding the skin of early parenthood. But the fact is, my children have changed. What they need has changed. And I need to change, too. In our second reading from the Gospel of John, we meet the Apostle Peter on the cusp of a life change. Christ has died. Christ has risen. And now the disciples are asking, what does it mean to live as a follower of the risen Lord? In our reading, Peter and six others are gathered by the Sea of Tiberias. This is another name for the Sea of Galilee. And we might recognize this name because the Sea of Galilee is the backdrop for so many of our gospel stories. It was here at the Sea of Galilee that Jesus called Peter, James, and John to be his disciples. It's near the Sea of Galilee that Jesus fed thousands with a few loaves of bread and fish. It was on the Sea of Galilee that Jesus calmed a violent storm. And now, Peter, James, and John... Some of the others have returned to the Sea of Galilee. The water is calm, the air is crisp, the boat is ready. I imagine that Peter believed the fish were biting. He decides tonight is the night. And he tells the others, I'm going fishing. Peter is going fishing, and Peter is good at fishing. Long before Jesus showed up, Peter was fishing. And I get this desire to go back to the thing that he knows, the thing that he's good at. For 12 years, we lived in a house right next to a Publix. And then we moved in 2019, and now we live in a house right next to a Kroger. Do you know how often I went out of my way to drive to Publix to shop for groceries? Because you've been to the wrong groceries. Res- grocery store and you know that it's a nightmare. Everything is in the wrong aisle, the brands are unfamiliar, it takes twice as long to find what you need and still you walk out having forgotten something important. It took me a full year to convert from Publix to Kroger because change is hard. Change is hard, and if it's hard enough to to change the place you buy your milk, just imagine how hard it is to make a meaningful life change. Not only have my children outgrown the stroller, every year they outgrow their old clothes. Sometimes we have to buy a new size halfway through the season because they grow so fast. One of the blessings and curses of being a grown-up is that you don't have to change your wardrobe every season. You can wear the same outfit for 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20 years if the fabric is stretchy enough. (laughs) And this is why parents are always a little bit out of date. Because when they bought that outfit, it was cool 10, 15 years in the past. At some point though, you have to open up that old bin bin of old clothes and shake out the shirt you bought at Forever 21 and admit to yourself that it looked a whole lot better on you when you were 21. It's not just the fit of the clothes that's all wrong. It's the style that's wrong. It's rarely a good idea to pour a 40-year-old into a 20-year-old's clothing. And we know this. Jesus knew it too. He didn't use quite those words. But he had a parable about putting the old into the new. We read it this morning. He says, No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and be spilled. And the skins will be destroyed. But the new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. In this day and age, We don't spend a lot of time with wine skins. But here in the South, we do know about rattlesnakes. Some of you may have seen a rattlesnake. Even if you haven't seen a rattlesnake, you might have seen a rattlesnake skin. I would wager to bet someone in this room has a skin at their house. Rattlesnakes shed their skin three or four times a year. That skin is a tangible reminder of their growth. But right before a rattlesnake sheds, it gets restless and easily irritated more than normal. It's never smart to mess with a rattlesnake, but especially not right before it sheds. And when it's time for us to wiggle free of skin that is too tight, we can get restless and irritated as well. Pay attention to what makes you restless and irritated, pay attention to what makes you itch. Because that just might be the skin that God is calling you to shed. What skin have you outgrown? What habits are no longer healthy? What relationships are no longer life-giving? What decisions are holding you back? What dreams do you need to lay down? What beliefs do you need to give up? Where have you outgrown the old life? And where do you need to embrace a new way of living? Despite their experiences with Jesus, the disciples haven't quite shed their old skin. Peter and his crew put out into the Sea of Galilee. They throw their nets over. They haul them back empty. And these nets are huge drag nets that hang vertically in the water. The edges are pulled toward the shore to trap the fish. It's such an effective and foolproof way of fishing that people still fish this way today. If there are any fish in that whole area, the net will scoop them up. And yet, Peter and his crew catch nothing. Nothing. This story is sometimes called the miraculous catch of fish because Jesus does help them out in the end. But it could be called the miraculous lack of fish. In this incident, I think God is nudging Peter and the disciples once again. I don't think they they come up dry because they're not good fishermen or because they don't know where the good fishing holes are, I think they come up dry because this is no longer the thing they should be doing with their lives. It is God's grace that leaves the nets empty. Sometimes God closes a door to give us the courage to open a new one. So those empty nets become a reminder to Peter and the disciples and to us today that we are invited to shed the old skin and live into our new callings. As dawn breaks, someone on the shore suggests that they throw the nets in one more time. I'm not sure why they listened, but they did. And when they do, they haul in a massive catch. One disciple recognizes the miracle. He cries, it is the Lord. And Peter jumps into the water, swims ashore to the beach, and shares a meal there with Jesus. After the meal, Jesus calls Peter anew, follow me. You might not have caught this, but the final story in John's gospel isn't just a narrative of the events that happened that day. John is is always too clever for pure narrative. John is filled with symbolism, and here in this final story, John's gospel lays out a path for discipleship. Did you notice that? First, there is the, the profession of faith. It is the Lord. Then there is a renewal of baptism as Peter swims through the water. Finally, there is a shared communion on the beach. And a renewal of calling after that. Peter, do you love me? Jesus says. Yes, Lord, I love you. Then don't go back to fishing for fish. Put down your net Leave the boat behind and follow me. Peter encounters the risen Lord, and he cannot go back to his old life. No one who encounters the risen Lord can go back to their old life. And when we encounter the risen Lord, we cannot go back to our old lives either. The new wine demands new wineskins. Friends, we are not called to get back into the old boat, to go back to our old habits, to put on the old clothes. They don't fit anyway. We are called to pour ourselves into the new life that Jesus promises. May we have the courage to receive that call anew today and follow Him. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.